Welcome to the Disruptor Network Podcast. Welcome back to the Disruptor Network Podcast. We have an awesome guest today in Tori Gordon. Uh, you may know her from TikTok. She's one of the biggest stars on TikTok today. She was named one of the top 10 most influential women on TikTok at this point in through social media. But she's also got an awesome podcast called Coachable that is one of the top podcasts in the country. She's uh, a coach right now, and she's mentoring people on how to find their best self, right? How to find what they really should be doing in life, what their purpose should be, whether it's work or life. And what I like about Tori most is that she really has the the battle scars and the substance to teach people on what she's been through and, and, and how she's kind of succeeded through all the trials and tribulations she's gone through. So without further ado, let's get to it. Tori Gordon. Ignition. Lift off. Network podcast. We have a really, really awesome guest today. I'm excited to interview and Tori Gordon. You're not just one of the top hundred female creators on TikTok. You actually have one of the top podcasts in the country, and um, you were named one of the top female mindset coaches by Yahoo News in 2020. So you have kind of a lot going on. But welcome to the Disruptors Network. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's awesome to have you. So Tori, you know, we were just kind of talking a little bit behind the scenes about you're traveling the country now. But where is your background? Where did this kind of all start? How did you get into what you're doing now, which is coaching people, mentoring people? Yeah, I actually just posted something about this yesterday. And it's so funny, you know, in the middle of, you know, all the things that led me to where I am, it's hard. It, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. So now when I look back on how I got here, everything makes sense when it didn't necessarily at the time. Um, but I'm originally from Alabama, grew up um, in Tuscaloosa, and I <clears throat> spent about six years in outside sales right out of college. I got a degree in social work, spent a lot of time studying psychology and social work in school, um, and also ran a photography business when I was in college. And then um, after graduation, went into outside sales, and then ultimately uh, started managing a team and then went into sales operations, training, onboarding and performance management. And in the middle of all of that, um, you know, I was having a ton of success in the corporate world. I was doing really, really well for myself at a young age. And you would have looked at my life and thought, wow, she's got it together. She had a, you know, I had a house at 25 and, um, I was traveling internationally and supporting 150 people. And so it looked good, but on the, in the professional world, but my personal life, I was really struggling. Um, I went through a lot of, uh, loss in a short period of time. I lost six family members, including my mom and my sister and lived through a, a massive um, natural disaster, a F4 tornado that came through our, our hometown. And so I used work and busyness as a way to distract myself from the things that I didn't want to face and feel. And so after my mom passed uh, about 10 days after my 27th birthday, I looked at my life and I just had this light bulb moment that you know, life is so precious and temporary and short. And I don't, um, for whatever reason I'm here and I get to show up and I get to continue to, to play this game of life, but, um, my time and my energy are my most precious assets and things that I can never get back. And so it became abundantly clear for me that I had to realign my life to, uh, find meaningful work because although I was outwardly successful and doing really well, I wasn't fulfilled. And I find that a lot with my clients. 
especially high performers, entrepreneurs, they recognize that they have the ability to create their own reality to some extent. They want certain level of control over their life and over their results. Um, but when we attach our happiness or our peace to a destination, a lot of times we find that we're unfulfilled when we get there. And so I went on a journey to kind of find out how to insource those things that I was looking to, that I had been previously outsourcing. And so that's why Coachable was born, which is a coaching consulting content media company. Um, I do a lot of things like you mentioned um, from coaching people to podcast content creation online, but really it's meant to help people um, unlock their, unlock their potential and find freedom from the limitations that they've been bound by in the past. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, um, a lot of the stuff, some of the stuff you said, I had read in your blog and I saw in your videos, especially, you know, going through the kind of all the loss you went through. Uh, and you said something that really stuck with me. Um, my wife had gone through cancer. Uh, she's in remission after two years, but you said something at the beginning of it with your sister that um, you felt like you had to have a brave face on. You should be, you should be happy to be there. Right. Like, and you just like, weren't like addressing anything that was necessarily happening. How did, how did you look back on the strength you actually had during that time or the, <laughs> what you were repressing to, to kind of, you know, move forward in life now and continue to grow from that. Yeah. I think it was, um, somewhat of a pseudo strength. It was a mask and a persona that I wore really well for a long time, um, out of necessity, out of survival. Um, I, you know, when my sister got sick, I, like you said, I kind of had this unconscious belief that, I didn't need to add any pressure or stress to anybody else, right? And so the best way that I could um, could make sure that I wasn't adding any uh, stress to my family or, or what the situation was just to, to keep it all together, to keep the machine running. And, <clears throat> and I did, and I, um, but also I withheld a lot of what I was experiencing and it was really lonely and it was, it also felt like I didn't have the space or the permission to not be okay because so much else in my life wasn't okay. Um, I felt selfish to complain, you know, who am I to complain when my sister or my mom or whatever, they're, they're battling the biggest fight of their lives. And I'm like struggling with, with school or struggling with, with work. Um, and so what I've learned now is that you know, obviously we all have and need support, have issues, need support, and no one's is, you know, greater than the other. But at the time, it didn't feel like there was really that space for me to be honest and to um, ask for that um, at the time. And so when my mom passed, there was kind of this space in my life for the first time in a long time where there was no imminent danger that I could really start to focus on myself. Yeah, I think it's really important you said that, right? Like, because just because our problems are as big as somebody else's problems doesn't mean that that's still actually problems. They're still problems. Yeah. And, and I think you're, you're right. You sometimes you just repress that. What And something you also just said in your intro um, really sat with me a little bit too. It's like, we, we have this image of what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And we get to a place of that happens. And you're like, well, I'm here. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but this doesn't feel like anything. And, and I think a lot of people get that with careers. Yeah. So how, how do you get the courage to say like, well, I know this isn't the right place for me to be, even though it's where I'm supposed to be. And like, I'm going to go move in a different direction. Mm -hmm. I think it requires radical honesty with ourselves, first of all, 
because I lived a lot of my life lying to myself and lying to other people about how happy I was. And I was like, yeah, this, this job is great. Or this relationship is wonderful. I am so happy. But when I, if I had given myself the space to actually be still and be silent and be with the truth that was there for me, I wasn't those things, right? I was, I was trying to talk myself into that. I was trying to convince myself that I was happier, that I was fulfilled. And, um, I think it takes, yeah, a lot of courage to admit that we want more or need more or that because we're, we're told to be grateful, be grateful for what you have. You're so lucky that you have this job or that you, you have this freedom to, to do X, Y, and Z, or that you have, you know, that partner and it feels selfish to keep reaching or to say, I, I need more. I want more. There's, there's things that I want to go pursue. And I think it requires us to unlearn, um, you know, the beliefs systems that we've kind of been programmed uh, into that says play small and settle and just be happy with what you have um, instead of um, continuing to, to explore. And, and I say this to myself first and then to my clients all the time is like, you get to change your mind. Like what was for you at a certain season might not be for you now. Like what you wanted then might not be what you want now. And you get like, that's the beauty and the power of being human is our ability to choose and realign our life and our choices based on what is most true for us. Yeah. And and you're right about that. And sometimes even for myself, I get to the point now where it's like, uh, is this that moment again? So, so now you're doing something else, right? Now you, now you have, have, your coaching program, you have your podcast, you have all the other stuff you're doing, you're talking to other people. How do you avoid getting to a place where um, I shouldn't stop doing this and do something else Mm -hmm. right now because it doesn't feel like, you know, how do you recognize that maybe it's not a bad day or a bad month or a bad year, but this is still what my purpose should be? Yeah, I think there's two ways to look at this. There's one where we get caught up in this next best thing kind of mentality where we're like, always chasing the next thing. And that is a coping strategy and it is a survival strategy and a a way that we prevent, uh, try to prevent pain and pursue pleasure. We're just trying to like not be in the discomfort of maybe being in a season or being in a period of, ah, this doesn't, you know, this feels hard or challenging right now to stay committed to this thing um, that I'm doing and not just go off to the next best thing. Right. Uh, I did that a lot. Like I moved cities, I moved jobs, I, I moved relationships thinking that would be the thing that would make me feel better. But you take all of that with you where you go. Right. Um, so for me, I had to see that pattern. Um, but then, you know, for me, there's also part of me that's very multi-passionate. I like to, I had to recognize that I had a tendency of saying yes to a lot of things and that stretched me thin um, because I was going really wide in my business, but I wasn't going deep. And so I do a check-in process with myself about what are my values and how am I living those out? And one of my values is to, to go deep with people, with connections, with um, the work that I do. Um, I want, I want that like to be really rooted and not just surface level, just like skimming the surface on, on different things. I want to see how, you know, how deep I can go. And so I had to 
again, make some choices of like, where, where am I leaking energy? Like, what am I giving my energy to that feels fun in the moment, but it doesn't have a return on investment long-term or isn't getting me closer to my ultimate like desk goal that I'm working on. Cause I say that there's like a goal line in life and a soul line in life. A lot of us only focus on the goal line. Like what's the thing I'm looking to achieve the amount of money, the selling the business, whatever. And we think that our happiness or our peace is in that goal. And it's only until you reach the goal that you realize, oh, um, you know, that's when you have this conversation where you're like, I did, this doesn't feel the way I thought it would. And so we push the goal down further down the field. And now we're like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And it's this rat race that people find themselves on that they never uh, kind of get off the, the wheel. And I'm about teaching people how to get off the wheel and find what they're looking for now, instead of always having it in the future, something that you're constantly like trying to pursue. Yeah, you dropped a really couple of gems there. The first thing I think is the whole thing of going wide and a million different things, but never actually committing to anything enough to make it successful. I think a lot of people do that, you know, uh, jack of all trades, master of none, right? Like mm-hmm. that becomes, and, I, and I, I understand because you're right, having passion for a lot of things is a good thing, but at some point you have to commit to kind of go yes. forward with that. So I think that was, that was awesome that you talked about. And I think the other thing you said, which is really, really important is that you're right. People are always chasing a goal line and money seems to be the most prominent one of those. And I think that's why you see some people who are wealthy and who have achieved success that way are the most unhappy because I think they were chasing that goal for so long that as they were chasing it, it was great because, Oh, I didn't get it yet. That's why I'm not happy. But when they got there and they still aren't happy, then, mm-hmm. then what? Right. So like, I, yeah, I think it's that, what you said, the soul, finding a soul line is, is really, really important. Yeah. Well, and to your point about commitment, I think it made me reconcile and have to wrestle with my relationship with commitment because I think a lot of us are afraid to go deep because we're afraid to care that much. We live in a culture where it's like the one who cares less least wins. Right. And I don't, I don't believe in that. I'm like, I don't give a damn, like dare to care that much, dare to want something that badly. Right. And I think um, for many of us, we go wide and we are that like generalist because there's nothing wrong with being a generalist. I am like, there are certain things I'm an expert in, but like, I have a lot of passions, but is that a way of avoiding putting our eggs in our, in a, in a certain basket, because we're afraid of, of losing it. That if I, if I put everything I have into this, if I give this everything that I have and it doesn't work out. Like we're not, many of us aren't prepared to deal with that kind of pain or, or rejection. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, you're right. That, that, I think that's the biggest problem. I think most people are just afraid to fail. Yeah. Um, and, and more because of the perception of how it looks more than anything else, which right, right. It's, you know, it's, um, you always figure out like who cares the least, like who's the, the coolest person is the person that kills the least. So I, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what are you really achieving with that? So I, I think that's important. So when you talk to your, your clients now, um, about committing to something and, and trying to figure out where to put them, you know, how do you decipher that individually? Like, like, um, this is the right place for you to be. You just have to keep going, or this is not the right place for you to be. You need to change. You know, you need to follow another dream. Like, how do you kind of unpack that? Yeah, I think it's a conversation <clears throat> that is ongoing. And initially, what we do is some kind of inventory and audit of their life or whatever area that they're trying to work on, right? Where are they currently? 
What is the facts of if we're looking at their career, their business, right? What's the facts? How much revenue are you bringing in? How many team members do you have? How fulfilled are you? How much fun are you having? Like, et cetera. What are the current facts? Where do you want to be? And what is like really let people, and for me, it's about creating a space to let people dream again, to let people really visualize what, what do they want that they don't have? The thing is, most of us, there's a great Alan Watts YouTube about what happens when you only pursue pleasure. And what he says in that video is that when you only pursue pleasure, what you, what you come to find out is that the pursuit of pleasure leads you to the pursuit of pain because at some point when all we're looking for is is money and power, like we think we want power. Okay. Well, what would you do with that power? Okay. Say you're the dictator. Okay. Well, I would do something for the good of all. Well, what is for the good of all? And ultimately no one wants to be God. No one wants to have that level of control. Okay. So I'm just going to pursue my pleasures in life. Well, that tends to lead to, you know, pain of like, I can only get a kick out of sadistic pain at this point because I have everything. And so what he says at the end is the reason why you don't know what you desire, because a lot of people, I think they either know what they desire and they're scared to go for it, or they don't know what they desire because one of two things, they don't know themselves or they have it. And a lot of us have the thing that we desire and we are just caught up in this illusion that it's all out there, external. It's the thing that we want is outside of us. And I bring into it a, a different perspective of like, what if you had it already? Like, what if all of that is within you and it's actually here in the present moment and you can be like so deeply present with this thing that you, cause we want all, we all want the same things. We all want love. We all want connection. We all want to belong. We all want to feel like we matter. So how can we access that now and, and, instead of putting it in a destination? Yeah. It's, I just read a book um, by the name of dopamine nation by um, uh, Ann Lemke. I wanted to look it up before I, as you were talking to me, think of it. And it talks a lot about that, that, you know, that the dopamine we get from pleasure and or pain, Mm-hmm. Right, like same thing. Like, but whatever it is, it wears off. So then we need something else. But mm-hmm. you're right. Like, it's like sometimes you have what you desire. You're just looking for something else for, for, for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and and to go back to your question about like how I am never going to say I have the answers. Like, I'm not. I'm going to help people find the answers within themselves. I'm just here to ask you good questions to help you inquire within yourself about what's true. Cause I don't know, like, I'm just here as like a, I'm just like pointing the way of like, okay, how can you find that answer within you? Cause you know, best, like no one can tell us the right thing for us. Um, but there is a relationship to self and self-trust that has to be developed because most of us don't trust ourselves. Um, we've been told that, you know, oh, that's like, be realistic or come back down to earth or like, you know, you can't make money doing that or don't, you know, follow your passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, 
what if we actually had such a, a relationship with ourselves that we trusted that knowing that was saying, Hey, this doesn't make logical sense right now, but I'm going to go do it anyway. Like for me, it doesn't make logical sense to put everything I own in storage and pack up and go on the road and not have a plan. Right. I'm a type a planner. I like to do stuff, but I, there is a deeper part of me that knows that's what I needed and there would be stuff revealed. So I help people look at the facts of where they are, where do they want to be? And we work on what's in the way. The what's in the way piece could be just practical things. Like I need, I need to get funding for this project or I need to get a certain level of skill or certification or years of experience, or it could be just belief systems that they're holding on to that tell them all the reasons why this isn't going to work. I think what I've gotten from speaking to you and listening to you is that you're brutally honest with yourself. And I think more importantly with your clients, that's probably what you're getting to. It's like, all right, let's figure out to be brutally honest about what you really need and want. Is is that a principle of coachable and what you do yeah. like to just get people to be honest about what they what they, they actually should be doing? Yeah. Yeah, because what what else are we doing? Like we're wasting our time. I I don't have time to waste. And this is what I tell my clients, you don't either. If you think you have all the time in the world, you're lying to yourself. The only guarantee, the only certainty in life is that all of us will die and none of us know when that's gonna be. So let's get about the business of living and we can only start to live when we're honest about how we're living and why we're making the decisions we're making and the choices we're making and why our behavior looks a certain way, right? Who we're trying to impress or please or whatever. Like, let's get down to the root of it because that's only when things are gonna actually shift. We live in a society that just masks symptoms. You know, I say, you don't have a, like when I talk to my entrepreneurs, I talk to my business owner clients. I'm like, you don't have a business problem. You have a personal problem that's leaking into your business. So let's look at that and see how it's showing up in your team or showing up in your bottom line. And when you can address that, everything else will start to fix itself. Yeah. But let's look at the root cause. Yeah, I, you're right. I, I, I think we're, we're, and some, sometimes we just get up every single day and go through the motions. But so for me, um, I'm older than you and, and kind of kids were the thing that made me start focusing on time more than anything else. So I applaud you more than anything because you you figured it out earlier, right? Like, the, and it probably through some other things that happen in your life, but like how important time is, right? Like, and how important you spend your time. So, in saying that, um, how do you block your time now, right? Because you're podcasting, you're coaching, you're tr- you're on the road, you're you know you're, you're still trying to manage your social media. Like, how are you how are you time blocking now to make sure you're spending your time purposefully and, and in the right way? Yeah, well, I've learned how to say no. <laughs> I've learned how to. Um be more intentional about the projects I take on and the people that I work with. And, um, and so learning how to say no has really helped me because when you say yes to something, you're saying no to a million other things, right? And so I've had to get clear about what is a yes for me and what's a no, because when you're clear about where you're headed and what you deeply desire and what you want, what your values are, when you have clarity around that, it becomes easier to say no to the things that aren't going to help you get there, right? You're not, you know, you don't feel this desperation to be like, oh, I have to go here. I have to say yes to this because if I don't, then I won't have this opportunity or I'll miss out. It's like, no, it's not going to help me get to where I'm headed. So it's a no. 
And that's helped me a lot. Uh, the other thing is I did again, an inventory and an audit of my business and my revenue streams and where I was spending my time and what was taking my time and energy. And I looked at what was the thing that was causing me the most stress and I had the most resistance around. And I gave myself permission to cut it out, even though it was a, at one point, the primary business model um, for my business and how was I, how I was making the most money. Here's the thing. I looked at my primary business model, which was at the time one-on-one and group coaching. That was how, but I had other things I was doing, but that was where I was bringing the most revenue. I knew long-term my goal was to be on stages and be doing bigger deals, book deals and having a full-blown speaking business. If that's where I'm headed, then why does, it doesn't make sense for me to continue to give all of my time and energy to scaling a, a program right? I need to selectively and intentionally start to move in the direction of building this other thing. And so that is scary for people because it feels like I am walking away from certainty and control where I know I have this money coming in. But again, I knew where I was headed and it became easier to uh, release and and stop like perpetuating the business model to the extent that I was stuck in it. Like now I'm a slave to it and I have to continue yeah. doing this. Yeah. Especially that, especially when for you, everything was one-on-one and people needed you, like you were the business, right? So it's like, and, and, and speaking and, and writing, you know, you could reach a lot more people doing the same thing really. So that, that makes a lot of sense. So what does that look like for you now? Like, how is that, is that part of the traveling you're doing now? Or you have speaking engagements coming up? Like, how does that look like for you right now? Yeah. Um, so I, as soon as I made that decision that that's the direction I wanted to head, I stopped doing a lot of the things I, that had been taking up so much of my time, which was like sales calls back to back all day long. Right. And um, so I immediately put time back on my calendar to be creative, to get into flow, to start writing, to start um, creating more content. And since then, it's like going to the spiritual chiropractor. Like, again, I got back into alignment with what's most true for me and things start to flow. I've had three book publishers reach out. You know, I've had multiple keynote opportunities, which is great. So now I'm going to be traveling doing that. And I've given myself the space to get really clear about what's that message and how do I deliver it? Um, So that's, what's really fun for me um, is knowing that I have this ability to touch more lives at a greater scale. And I get to do that because of a choice. And that's when, again, back to the original kind of conversation is I think all of our superpowers that we wake up in the morning and we have this blank page in front of us and we get to write it based on the choices that we make. Am I going to do the same thing I've been doing or am I going to do something new? And, uh, that's fun and scary and all this all the way that's all the good stuff though yeah what what what, what does flow look like for you like is there a time of day is there a certain thing you're doing like that that gets you into that because i think everybody's always searching for that right like how do i get to the state of mind where 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 i'm in line with myself like what does that look like for you Mm -hmm. yeah there are definitely certain practices that i have um embodiment practices are huge for me so breath work yoga getting into my body uh as somebody who's you know, pretty analytical and high achieving. And, you know, we tend to be very much in our head. So I have had to curate practices that help me get out of my head and move energy 
to create a space of being clear, to hear what's actually going on beneath the surface. Like what does my, like I was talking about earlier, what's a yes for me and what's a no for me. I can feel that now in my body. I can feel that this thing expands me and opens me up and energizes me or this thing, when I think about it, it makes me contract. It makes me want to like to hide. It makes me feel stressed. Right. So I listen a lot to my body, um, through those types of practices, meditation, yoga, breath work. Um, and that's something I typically do, you know, in the morning, my flow state is in the morning for sure. Um, and getting outside, it's beautiful here in Vegas right now. So I've been spending a lot of time on the patio and in the sun and grounding, taking calls, just like walking around, you know, and that really, that really helps me as well. Having good. I'm the same. I'm morning and outside is important to me. If I, I'm I'm on the Northeast, I'm in New Jersey right now, but I'm in New York and New Jersey usually. So I can't really pace on outside as much as I'd like, but sometimes I'll do it anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm the same. I think, I think that's all that that's really important. Mm-hmm. Where is, um, like, so what, what is the next couple of years look like for you? You think like what, what, like, what's the goal? Where, where mm-hmm. are you, you know, I know you have some kind of plan. So what do you think the, the plan is for the next somewhat, right? It's loose. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think we'll see you in the next 12 months? How about that? Yeah. Um, it's funny. Cause I'm doing an, an experiment in surrender right now. Um, which is sort of giving up attachment to results and outcomes of what it has to look like, but also staying very committed to the vision that I have for my life, which is um, impact as many people as possible um, and provide them with the tools, resources, and experiences to transform their life and business and shift the paradigm from um, defense and reactivity to intentionality and proactivity and um, and really help people win and give them the, that like competitive advantage. And so ultimately, yeah, working on a book, working on a program, um, that I'm really excited about that will include some in-person work with people and live events and more speaking. That's, that's the goal. Um, doing a Ted talk, being on, on uh, that's, a, that's, that's a big deal. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Very excited cool. for that. Um, have you thought about, I'm assuming you thought about what you're speaking about at this point. Yeah. That's becoming more and more clear for sure. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's just like how to develop resiliency and, um, you know, come back after, um, after the unexpected happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I I think what I like about your story and what it resonated with, what I listened to is that there's some real substance in you. And when you speak to that, you're not just speaking to it. You actually have the battle scars and you can, you can speak to like what you went through. And I, and I like that you're, you're, you're honest, not just for yourself, but with everybody else. So I definitely want to commend you for that because I think it makes you very, very real. And, and, and that's appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's what I hope to do. <laughs> well, you've been awesome. Um, I know that torygordon.com, T-O-R-I, Gordon.com is a good place to get you. I mean, where are you interacting with people most if they want to talk to you, if they want to book you, if they want to see more of you? Yeah, definitely go to the website, torygordon.com. I'm on social media, Instagram, TikTok, super active over there. I'm coach Tori Gordon on both platforms. And then I do run a podcast called the coachable podcast, which you can find on YouTube and Apple and Spotify, wherever you get your shows. Um, come hang out if you want, um, or are interested in coaching, you can find that all on my website, um, under courses and programs. I'd love to love to work with you. 
Yeah, and and your podcast is awesome. So everybody should definitely check that out. I think they get a good idea of who you are through that. But thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be looking out for what's next. Thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. What an awesome podcast. And uh, Tori not only was easy to talk to for me, but I think she shared a lot of things that should, that can help you, uh, whether you're in the right, on the right path with your job or you're looking for a new path or whether you think you should stick in something or get out of something. You know, something she said about um, going too wide with jobs and not deep enough. And, and I think a lot of us do that where we're always chasing something else and we don't ever commit to one thing enough to make it successful. So she dropped a lot of gems and I hope you really enjoyed the podcast. Uh, if you haven't heard our podcast before or you want to hear more of us, we're on all the platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. We'll also have a YouTube, YouTube channel called the Disruptors Network with a YouTube channel where the Disruptors Network on all of your podcasting platforms. Check us out. Check me out on Instagram at Debug and hope to see you soon.